Hello, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using a combination of old-school wisdom and new breed tactics to help achieve this end. My name is Sim, and today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about gearing up for 2021. So if you've been alive during 2020, I don't have to tell you that this was a pretty wild year. And for those of you just joining us on planet Earth during this time, I'd like to say welcome. (laughs) But all jokes aside, this year was pretty rough for a lot of people. And for a lot of us, it was just a straight up wash. Lots of people suffered significant loss, whether it be in the form of the loss of a job loss of a business, friends, family members, and the list just goes on and on and on. And if you did lose in whatever fashion this year, I offer you my deepest condolences. But after the morning of loss, life continues on for all of us. And it's just something we have to live with until we don't anymore. So at the time of me recording this, we have about, uh, I think, 95, 96 days left in the year. Yeah, so a good chunk of time. And obviously, things don't just change at the flip of a switch because January 1st rolls around. But the segmenting of days is, I think, just a good way of keeping score. And a good way of keeping score is keeping track of things in a year and keeping them within that year. So then this brings up another question. How do you close out this year and get ready for the next? Well, This is a question that you should ask yourself during any other year, but since this year has been so turbulent, it's really easy for people to become disorganized in their professional and personal lives. Now, I don't have any one-size-fits-all solutions. I don't think anyone does. But the following, I think, are some ways that I personally believe you can end this year and ramp up towards the next on a good or slightly good note. So apply these to your life and think about these and see how they work out for you. For the first thing that I think would be helpful to do is stop consuming so much news. A lot of us have spent the majority, if not all of our time indoors. So screen time across every single device has pretty much shot through the roof. And if people aren't watching YouTube, they're scrolling Instagram. If they're not doing that, they're going on Facebook they're not doing that they're flicking between this channel and that channel on the tv or just googling random nonsense on an attempt to keep themselves entertained and occupied and distracted and since we are in an election year in america people are trying to stay up to date with that and the pandemic and all the other things at the same time in addition to the thousands of others of news and things that are just going on in both the country and our world at large So, especially in America, this hyper-focus on news consumption has put a lot of people in a very low and negative emotional state. And as someone who's trying to consciously improve themselves, that's not where you want to be, obviously. And of course, anything done over time automatically becomes a habit, so you start to consume more news and more news, and then that's the only thing you really do over time. Um, I know some people who have 
the notifications from CNN or Fox or MSNBC coming to their phone. So every time something new is happening, they're getting a notification popping up that so-and-so happened and, you know, so-and-so went on. And obviously notifications are very distracting. So when you focus on all this stuff, you've shifted the focus off yourself, which is the only thing you really have control over, to all these things that are happening quote-unquote out there and there's so many things that are happening out there right and people think that the media is their friend they think that the news is their friend they're keeping them up to date they're giving them the updates they're showing them what's going on in the world but i mean these people are not your friends they're not you know they're a business that exists to make money whether you thrive as a person or not is pretty irrelevant to them in fact they profit off of negativity So if you think about the ratio of good news to bad news reported in the press, the good news is almost non-existent or covered up, while the bad news makes headlines. If it bleeds, it leads. With so much access to technology and information these days, it's so much easier for you to consume media that just doesn't really help you in any way, shape, or form. So that's something to keep in mind. And I wrote a post about this earlier this year, about keeping a good mental diet, which I'll link in the notes and description of this episode. So keep that one in mind. The second one follows this, which is to address bad habits and find ways to alter them. Since this whole quarantine situation began, a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, start developing behaviors to help them deal with this stressful situation. And these things that they turn towards usually involve some sort of instant gratification. This can range from anything like going to bed late, binging on junk food and Netflix, or even drinking and doing a lot of drugs, in addition to the myriad of other behaviors. Pretty much anything you can think of that's compulsive, people have engaged in it over this time. And in any other time, these things would be terrible for you, but They're now even worse because a lot of them are driven by feelings of helplessness or stress. This, again, can be fueled by your mental diet, but eventually these take on a life of their own. Because if you don't address a bad habit, it has a chance of becoming an addiction, which is obviously not somewhere you want to be. And the best way to address a habit that you want to change is by bringing awareness to it. Taking it out of the dark of ignorance and bring it to the light of conscious awareness. And in that light of awareness, you're then able to do logical inquiry and break down how to address that habit. I spoke about this also on another episode I did last year, and I'll also put that in the notes of this episode. So that's the second one. Find ways to dismantle your bad habits and find ways to do it sooner rather than later. So there's that one. Third, and moving right along is to get into top physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. So when I was younger, I used to think that I could just bulldoze through issues with enough willpower. If I was able to just conjure up a lot of willpower, I could just move things aside and just keep going to where I need to go. And there was a lot of things that I accomplished and overcame even when I was at a deficit of resources physically or psychologically. But This wasn't a good long-term strategy because I started hitting walls and started burning out. And it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all. There was just a lot of unnecessary existential agony that existed simply because I wasn't practicing good self-care. 
And as I just mentioned, over the past couple months, a lot of people have let their self-care slip tremendously and have relied on or continue to rely on things that just aren't helpful, may even diminish their overall levels of care. Now, the definition of self-care varies, but I would personally describe it as the process of restoring or expanding your ability to respond to life and its different challenges. And obviously, without filling yourself back up, it's very difficult to show up to life, like I just mentioned. So this is why caring for that quote-unquote physical and psychological matrix is essential. And, you know, there's some pretty easy ways to do this, like eating good foods, getting a good amount of sleep, hydration, meditation, walking, yoga, listening to music, talking to friends, so many different things. Anything that really fulfills you at a deep level is something you should add to your just general well-being and sense of nourishment for yourself. And for some issues, maybe you want to outsource them to other people. Maybe you want good diet advice. Maybe you want to consult with a nutritionist. Or maybe you want to talk about your mental health. Then you probably address those problems with a therapist. And there's just a lot of ways not to get bogged down by life and its many demands. But they do involve conscious awareness to do. So that's something to think about. Fourth one, I would say, is to set goals like you normally do but be flexible about them. First of all, if you have goals, you should really give yourself a pat on the back and applaud yourself because a lot of people just don't set goals. Goals that create improvement are hard to set and even harder to achieve, so most people just don't set goals and, you know, just hope for the best. And while I do think a good degree of improvisation is needed to just simply live life, I improvise a lot, especially when it comes to juggling a lot of demands that just come up in life, and that's something you'll need to learn. It always helps to know where you're going and have some idea or inclination of where where you are right now or where you're headed. So that's where goals come in. They provide a direction to go in. And the direction you want to go in in 2021 is, of course, the direction of doing things that you've never done before, no matter what those are, because that's how you live life. So I'd say set goals in the absence of any type of worldwide situation. Now at this point you may say, oh that's stupid, or you would question why someone would do that. Well the only reason I say that is because eventually this thing will be over. Think about it. When quarantine started, at least here in the West, people thought that was it. The world was over, it was done, you know, pack it up, Uh, it's all just downhill from here. For the first month, the streets were completely empty, at least in my neck of the woods. But now, if you travel around, there's lots of people out. People are still doing stuff. They're just more cautious about it, and they're doing the necessary safety protocols. So life is still continuing to go on. People are still going out to the store. People are still going to different places. People are still going to the park and walking their dogs and doing all the stuff that life normally requires. And while I can't predict the future, it's just inevitable that things will get better and that more things will be available as time goes on. In my area, they've opened up things like the gym and movie theaters, so that trend will continue as you know the days and weeks and months roll on and this thing starts to get dampened down. So that's why I think, personally, it makes sense to set goals like normally and adjust from there. For example, you might have a goal of traveling to a new country or set of countries in 2021. Travel may or may not be online, 
looking from this perspective, it's probably not going to happen until later in 2021. But if it does come on er online earlier and we are able to leave the country and travel normally, uh, you know, good for you. Go on that trip. You have that goal of going on that. If it is or isn't restricted, then you just adjust it. Maybe you only travel to one country or maybe you travel later in the year or maybe you even push that to 2022. So if your goals are flexible, then you're in a good spot. Now, the next one is to think long term. Now, I know some people who just stop doing things when they encounter a short term setback. And that's a pretty terrible way to live life because things are always happening to you or around you. I remember Brian Tracy said, you're either in a crisis, you either just got out of one, or you're about to be in one. And that's pretty accurate. Stuff is always happening. And if you let short-term events derail long-term progress, then you're setting yourself up for a pretty shitty life. So going back to that last point, there are many people who set goals in January, and when quarantine started, threw all of that away. Maybe they had a goal of getting in good shape, but then the gyms closed, and then they just threw that goal in the trash. But the follow-up question is, is this goal still achievable? And when it comes to getting in good shape, the answer is yes. You know, you may have to order some gym equipment, take a run around the block, do calisthenics, so many different things you can do. And the other question is, is it optimal? Is it convenient? Maybe not, but it still provides a vehicle to keep moving forward in life towards that goal. And something like getting in good physical health is a goal that has massive implications for your life in the long term. So deciding not to achieve that goal because of setbacks just isn't a very smart decision. Because a year, two years, five years will come and go. The only question is, what did you do at that time? So that's the fifth one. So the last and arguably most important one, maybe most important one, I don't know, is to focus on generating cash and getting your finances as good as you can get them. Depending on what stage you are in your life, this may be something that may completely whoosh over your head or something you absolutely overlook and just like, ah, whatever. But I do think it is important. And as an adult, as a professional, and sometimes even as a man, arguably one of the most important things you'll ever do is make enough money to create a fortress around yourself and your loved ones. Think of it like a iron shielding that protects you from whatever life throws your way to a certain extent. Having cash on hand and cash in the bank will go a long way towards creating that security. And money will not solve all of your problems, but it does a lot, and I mean a lot of legwork. It just prevents you from having to worry about unnecessary stuff. Like, for example, earlier this year, I had to replace all four of the tires on my car because the tread was completely worn. It was, it was done. And for that, I forked up about $950. And the only reason I was able to do that is because I had saved up enough money specifically for something like that. And if I didn't have that money, I'd just have to put it on a credit card or something. And that just doesn't help at all. That doesn't help me in any way, shape, or form because, I mean, you know, debt just doesn't help you get a good financial life. So I think it's worth noting at this point that it really doesn't matter what you do as a way to generate this cash. 
society is really diverse and we need a wide range of people in different occupations. We can't all be engineers or computer programmers or entrepreneurs. You can be a lawyer or a scientist or a marketing analyst or a truck driver or a business owner or electrician. All that matters is that you're excellent at what you do and you're being paid well for it. And as long as you make that money ethically and most importantly, legally, it doesn't really matter what you do. Because a lot of people are more focused on the position and job title instead of just making money. Some people just miss out on the opportunity to consistently generate income. And I say this because this pandemic pulled the rug out from a lot of people and many just ended up getting exposed. There were just a lot of people at this time last year, in America at least, who were maxing out credit cards, buying cars they couldn't afford, or even buying a home that had a massive mortgage relative to their income, which is you know, near here nor there. Um, But these people were basically spending like there was no tomorrow. And now there's a lot of people who've lost their jobs or their business has just gone under and it's not coming back. And with regards to all this debt, all this, you know, stuff you've spent money on, that just doesn't go away, right? And then here, there's millions of people on unemployment, some of whom are receiving a bit under or even more than they were making before. But it's worth asking, is that a sustainable long-term strategy? So without being political, um, it's pretty obvious that the government in its current incarnation just can't provide for the economic needs of millions of people in society. It just can't. So if you're relying on the quote-unquote government to get you where you need to be financially, then I'm sorry, but you're, you're screwed, you know? So let's take someone who has the mindset of working to generate cash. Well, in this instance, they would pivot and find another job or just start another business or even completely change their career. They would do whatever it takes to make that money. They may not be doing what they did before or what they like to do, but they're still making money in some fashion. And in 2021, they would be focused on either taking that business to a higher level or moving up in their career or a new line of work. That person also asked themselves the real important question, how long can I maintain my current level of spending or lifestyle without having to go take another job? And the answer to this question comes down to a mix of your current level of income, your current level of savings, where and what you invest those savings in, and the money that consistently comes out of your bank account on a month-to-month basis to pay for living and debts. That's why getting rid of debt is important because, you know, your money is constantly going towards servicing that debt. Um, so those are the important details. And that is known as, I believe, financial solvency. So being able to tread water, not necessarily being able to stop completely working because that's retirement, but you know, just being able to uh, extend whatever resources you have for in a certain amount of time. And that level is your financial solvency number. So... That is the important detail, not what you do to work, not what you do for work, because when that work disappears, which is what happened to a lot of people, all you're left with is holding the bag and all you're left with is the financial and experiential residue of that work and of that spending that you did during that time as well. And this is a key fact that a lot of people don't stop to think about, but it's very important. And for someone who hasn't been working for a while, I mean, someone in their 20s like we are, 
if you're listening to this, probably in your 20s or early 30s, um, you probably haven't been working for a while. And if you haven't been working for a while at a decently paid job, um, this number and this time isn't going to be a very long time. But uh, you want to extend this potential time period over time. So if you do lose a job again, you'll be able to say, well, I can not work for the next six, seven, eight months, even a year. Um, I can take a year off and just do something else because I've saved up enough financial cash and I have my bills all automated and paid for and all that stuff. So, um, you want to extend this potential time period over time. And I talk about this in another audio episode on money, which I'll post in the description of this episode. And I'm not a financial advisor. I don't give financial advice. Um, this is just personal finance that people can find out on their own. But the reason I bring this up is because it's clear that a lot of people, namely middle-class Americans, were just woefully unprepared or completely blindsided and ended up panicking or falling into paranoia or hysteria instead of focusing on the important things they should be focused on, which was securing their financial well-being for themselves and their family. And for a society that spends so much on consumer goods, almost 69% of these people don't have $1,000 to spend on emergency, which is scary. And it's quite evident that our priorities are just in the wrong place. And I think that this whole global situation will be a wake-up call for many. So yeah, that just about wraps it up. Some ways you can think about ending this year on a positive note and getting ready for the next year and the challenges it will bring. So if you like this audio episode, please head on over to www.unstoppablerise.com. I discuss more topics at the corner of self-development, psychology, and productivity on the attempt to help you live a more self-actualized existence. So that's it for me. And until next time, keep pressing on. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in and listening in. I truly appreciate your support and your attention. It means a lot. If you like this content, go ahead and like the content. And go ahead and share the content with at least two other people you think would benefit. It doesn't hurt to spread the good stuff around right and if you're listening in on itunes go ahead and rate the show with a honest rating this will definitely help the show grow and i truly appreciate your feedback so until next time stay good take care of yourself take care of other people and peace peace